Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Hola chicas, bienvenidas a ¿Quién es la más? My name is Yigi and I am Braulio. And like always, before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It would help us immensely to get the word out about our little show here. We appreciate all the support. Yes, we would appreciate it so, so much. Today we are recapping the second episode of La Más Raga 3. It is titled La Más Prehistórica. No, Prehispánica, right? <laughs> yes, and I kept thinking that too. Prehistoric. Yeah. I was waiting for somebody to come out as a dinosaur. <laughs> well, I mean, we do have an... Never mind, I was going to say, one of the girls is old. <laughs> we have somebody from, from the pre-Hispanic era living and doing drag. <laughs> so what are your general thoughts on this episode? I like that they did not have to do a whole little talent thing and they can just focus on the runway and i think partly that's why they got good feedback for a lot of them but the whole premise of it being like based on history i think or maybe it's just my fault because i'm stupid and i'm horrible at history i'm like i didn't really know if it matched like historic accuracy or whatever That kind of threw me off. Like, I was like, how do I approach this? But as a challenge, it was a good idea. But I feel like maybe the girls fell into the same trap where they didn't know where to go with it. I think definitely that's what happened to some of them. Because we saw a lot of looks that were more... similar. That were very similar, but some of them like went more to like a drag version of that, and then some of them kind of wanted to be almost mm. accurate in some ways. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, they kind of you can tell that they were confused too, they didn't know they could have just googled it. Well, you can't really google, can you? Like, what are you gonna google? What they used to wear? Like, does anybody um. know? Pre-Hispanic drag. <laughs> Pre-Hispanic. This is the picture of RuPaul. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought it would... I mean, the only thing I can think of is like movies and that kind of stuff where you see these depictions of how it would have been. But then we actually don't really know unless they have like some kind of... They have dug up, you know, actual... Um, clothing or whatever materials that they used to use but yeah it was yeah crazy. i mean i'm sure there is a lot of history but i don't think the girls read their history books so yeah 
I like that they keep incorporating. They always do this, but they keep incorporating like stuff from the from history, even though they don't really. I guess it's up to them to do the research, and we don't really get a sense of if they tell them, like, oh, here's here's like these looks or these references, and you guys make mm-hmm. a look out of it, or if they just leave it up to them to kind of do whatever they want and do as much research as they as they want to or so that that's kind of confusing to me because i don't know what they're basing it off of we don't see like i said any kind of um like rules or anything it's just like oh make this inspired by this and that's it yeah i am too lazy and i do not want to do the research to see what each look is based off of so i would really like it if they could do like a side by side or something like a little picture while they're doing the runway that way they can show us we can compare yeah it's just too broad it's like yeah. it's like if like they did last season like oh give us this a uh, look based on was it the the revolution or something wasn't it that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like what like you can go so many ways with that <laughs> like it's it's kind of yeah, kind of confusing for the for the girls and for for us as the audience, especially because we're stupid and we don't know. Like to <laughs> me, it could have been you know anything could have been pre-Hispanic. So yeah, just it's put a feather general. on it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's pre-Hispanic, sure. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. In the dressing room, Johnny Carmona gives the contestants some advice on editing and introduces this week's challenge. The contestants are to present a look inspired by the pre-Hispanic era of Mexico. The winner will be named La Mas Prehispanica. Before they get dressed, Pepe y Teo have a mini therapy session with each girl to see how they are feeling in the competition. So we already talked about the kind of like the challenge. Da, 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 da. Anything else that you want to mention about like Johnny... He again, he just gave like a general talk about it and was not, it was just too vague to even get anything. So I can see how the girls got lost in what exactly they needed to do. Um, I know at some point he even said 30,000 BC. I'm like, what the? F-? Like, how are yeah. you research that? Like, what? He was like, from 30,000 BC to 1521. And it's like, that's a big chunk. Yeah. One of the things that I did, I don't know. I mean, obviously nobody went home, but I was just reminded. I'm like, oh, damn, nobody went home because there's so many of them in that little room. <laughs> I know. Um, so you said, yeah, like Pepe, they'll come in. And again, they reiterate that they're there to kind of be their shoulder to cry on, I guess. They're there to offer their support. Yeah. Um, but it also seemed like they were there to rub the bad things that the girls did, like just rub it in. See, Yeah. And by the way, they were like, we don't know anything that happened last episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, you wouldn't have said that. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, uh, I'm sure you were there. I'm sure you were listening. I'm sure they showed you footage. Exactly. Yeah. They showed him footage or that someone's not there. Did you not notice that? Oh, no, wait. Nobody went home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, So they they were like, they were just reminding the girls of all the bad shit that they were 
told the previous week, um, even though supposedly they didn't know, but they made them bring it up and they're kind of like sending each of the girls into a spiral of deep depression while, while they were talking to them. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. <laughs> I, at first I thought they were going to go through all the girls. I was like, Oh no, here we go. Oh, yeah. Like all of them are going to talk. It felt like that just because of Evisa's mouth. Like every single sentence that she comes out of her mouth is like super long and is the never, never has, doesn't even have a period in her sentences. She just keeps attacking us with her run on sentences. And did they actually help anybody? I don't um, think so. No. They helped to like stir the pot. Oh, yes. Yeah, there was that with Stupid Drag. Like they got her to gossip about the other girls. Well, first like, they asked her, oh, so how are you getting along with the other girls? And they obviously were prompted to ask that question. Yeah. And Stupid Drag, of course, hook, line, and sinker answers with, you know, bashing the other girls, calling them basically big mouth bitches. So the other girls, I think they're, it seems like they're like right there, right? So they're like listening yeah. to the conversation. Right? Yeah, they're literally so in the dressing room. Yeah. So it's not like it's behind their back or anything, but. The they show like the girls um, during the little interviews disagreeing with her and just saying that she's too sensitive and stupid, <laughs> which I mean, it kind of goes with her name. So she might agree with that. But OK, so they're saying that she's sensitive while they're taking it super like personal too. She's True. so sensitive. Why the hell is she calling us that? It's like, uh, you're getting sensitive about it too. So, mm-hmm. Stupid Drag gives us the first obligatory, I didn't come to make friends, like of the season. You know, yeah. there always has to be that line. And then, so they moved on, they move on to the Camerino, and then they continue all this mess in there. Yeah, um, before we get to that, did anything that the the girls that talked to Pepitel, did anything stand out to you or that you wanted to comment on? Mm, I mean, I briefly mentioned, I think it was Yayoi who kind of, it, it, it kind of got a little dark when they were talking to her. And well, I don't know so much when they were talking to her, but when Yayoi was reflecting on that moment, she was uh, saying how she's insecure and kind of talked about depression a little bit. So she was like, I don't know why I feel so insecure. Like, is it the girls? Is it the competition? And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's you. You are why you don't feel secure. That's it's you. And she's like, I don't know. It's just like, I just feel nervous. I just feel insecure. It's like, girl, you're looking at me. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to accept that. No, she won't. And I think Evisa, I mean, at least she's aware that she has no filter, which I think I said last week. But mm-hmm. is she doing something to fix it? No. <laughs> Her, I think that's what's going to 
keep her in the competition if she causes drama. Yeah, because she's not going to get her her filter fixed. Um, <laughs> need to replace that. Need to replace it. Yes. And then who else said something? Um, I think I've asked. We already kind of knew that she doesn't perform. I think that's what she says. She's like, oh, I get nervous. And um, and that's kind of what Yayoi said, too. Like, she gets nervous and that the nerves always get to her. And it was obvious. It was obvious. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really have anything. I mean, the main thing was that drama between Stupid Drag and the rest of the girls. And to follow up on that, like in the Camerino, they confront her and... She just basically says that she doesn't like how the girls shade each other, like the way they talk to each other. But she admits that she's kind of the one who like separates from the rest of the group. She says she's the kind of person who wants to get to know people before she starts like uh, just, you know, acting stupid with them. And like she's kind of reserved, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into the meat and bones of the drama which I mean is pretty much bones but so most of the girls do know each other by the look of it by the feel of it and I think that's what Aviesk is or Stupid Drag is noticing that she, a lot of them already know each other they have their their little cliques and so it's kind of hard to break into that when a lot of them who are in the clique are super loud and even I think Raga says it. She's like, oh, it's hard to kind of get a word in with these girls because everybody's kind of like just talking, talking, talking. And mm-hmm. I can see how that can affect somebody. Like, I wouldn't want to try and try to, like, insert myself into, a into like, a friendship or to, you know, somebody who's having banter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I would take it as, like, oh, they're just, like, bitchy. So I think Stupid Drag, I think she she does feel, like, left out. That's one yeah. of the problems. Yeah, but, I mean, it's understandable on her side. Huh? And, but I think the group has to have, the, like, a consciousness about it and, like, try to invite her in without saying something something stupid or something offensive or some like you don't play around with someone you don't know like that so start off like chill and that way welcome her to the circle and then y'all can fool around and stuff yeah i mean it's part of getting to know somebody i think being in the competition you do feel even more isolated you're in a new environment and now you have people that actually know each other and they're kind of just vibing with each other and you even feel even more isolated now Mm because now you're not part of that. So it's not their job to, or their responsibility to make her feel a certain way. But if they want, if they say that they want to be her friend, then they, then yes, they should make an effort to include her and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't think these girls care, to be honest. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're like the mean girls so they have their little posse already they're plastics literally with madison but (laughs) um they're not gonna be that inviting so 
I say just focus on the damn competition, just like she said, and move on. Yes. Um, Madison and the rest of the girls start talking about their relationships. And it comes up that she's been unfaithful. And she opens up about that. And um, I think... I mean, the the thing that I that I appreciate about the conversation is that it seems to come off. Um, it it came up naturally. It didn't feel like it was produced because it just felt like we were kind of being voyeur voyeur. What is it called when you're just kind of like voyeuristic voyeurs? Uh-huh. Yeah, when you're just kind of like peeking behind the curtain in a way, um, and they're yeah. just kind of being themselves and they're just kind of you know having banter. And so that's yeah. kind of how it felt. So I, I appreciate that it didn't, it, it wasn't her trying to have like the storyline or anything. It's just kind of her just sharing her, her story. And um, other girls, uh, who was, who was the other person that said something about relationships? Luna was saying that she has had a partner for three years and wants, to, yeah, she's the one that wants to get married and Memo apparently recently got engaged and he says in January, which I don't know if he means January 2019 or January 2020. True. But he says January. So I was trying to figure out the timeline there. Because <laughs> at this point, he might be married already. <laughs> if it's 2019. And Super Drag is like, I've been with my partner for four years and no ring. So, yeah, I mean, they just kind of talk about that a little bit. Kind of what they're what their present situation is. Yes. There was another one that was engaged. It was, oh, I think it was Madison. Madison and Memo. Yeah, I I thought it was a good, I guess it was, it was not really important to like the plot or anything, but it was nice to see like, I don't think we had that last season where we had like girls talking about, like most of them were single. So they're like, oh, no, I think it wasn't Leandra or who was the other one? I already forgot their names. <laughs> but this is the, like, usually you don't hear about, I guess, drag queens having, like, long-term relationships because a lot of people, I think even somebody mentioned it, a lot of people have, in their lives, have issues with, with them doing drag. And so it's not easy to find somebody. So it was cute. It was a cute little, like, conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, that was it for this scene. So I guess from here we can go to the runway. The category is La Más Prehispánica. And so the first one up is... I mean, it's very sad, look. but we're starting off with Luna Landsman, yes. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, I think she had, like, she was heading towards an idea, towards something with the headband, but... One is just like it's made out of the wrong material and it's just a onesie that she's wearing with 
like a couple of accessories and I don't see anything prehispanico about it. To me, it looks it looks more like out of an 80s Jazzer's Eyes video or something. And like the colors and just the design, it's, uh, yeah, no. Well, they had to work out back then, too. <laughs> they, ch they chased dinosaurs, though. They didn't <laughs> do videos. <laughs> I I honestly, I, the first look, I was just like, is this what what all of them are gonna do? Like, I guess in the first the first time I looked at it, I wasn't like that disappointed with it, and then we got to see the other looks, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah this is really bad. Mm -hmm. uh, it just doesn't look well made. If this was maybe just better constructed, it probably would have made a better impact. But why no breastplate or something? Why not a breastplate, but like nothing covering her boobs? Nothing. It just looks like unfinished. It does. Yeah, it it just looks like a costume. Like it doesn't. And apparently, she she said she did it intentionally. But why would you do that intentionally? I know she's one of these girls that is very like colorful. She likes to be very cutesy. And it's kind of hard to, I guess, blend this runway theme to your aesthetic. But it could have been better. Yeah, like not if they just gave them a blank slate and be like, okay, you can base it on whatever. I mean, we see later on someone did a damn dog. And so she could have done something like that. I don't know. Have fun. Yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's an R. It's a failed look the hieroglyphic look better that she presented. Oh, yeah. I like that. To start off with. And then the reveal. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the next artiste uh, is Avi S. Cool. Who? Who? <laughs> Avi S. So she was one of the more inventive ones last week. I, I wish she would have had more energy on stage. Maybe the energy wasn't there because she was just worried about balancing that headpiece because that was a big-ass headpiece that she had to uh, walk around with. And we kind of saw that at the last season, too. Um, there was a particular challenge where the girls were wearing large headpieces, and they just... It, that takes the focus off of what they're actually out there to do. And they they get in their head and they just think about getting on and off the runway without falling or something. And yeah, you just lose your confidence there. And I think with the whole body paint things, I think some of the judges mentioned it, but she should have accented it better. That way we could see her uh features um i was thinking maybe with glitter or something like I, that could have brought out her features as well and the details mm -hmm. it could have given it another dimension the headpiece was really cool though it was really colorful and obviously that was the focus but i think i, I like the idea it's just it's missing like it needed a focus i guess that's true because you don't know where to focus. You don't know if to focus on the headpiece or the hands that are coming out of her chest. 
and then we kind of lose her face. Like you, it's kind of hard to see her face. Well, so her face is in the back of the head. Because did, did you see? There's another face in the back of the head. So it's just too many ideas. Yeah, too many ideas. And then to do it all in one color is even worse because then you don't see details. So you kind of miss some of those details. And I mean, I think some of the judges mentioned that she did a all black look and then the stage is black. So it's even harder to tell like what is yeah. what. And especially on TV, it's just like, it just kind of blends in. So... I don't think she I don't think she thought about this as far as like presenting like a stage moment. She just thought about it as like a an art piece instead of thinking yeah. this is what I have to present on a stage so people can see it and the performance aspect of it because she did say she's not really a performer. So for her I guess she doesn't really think about that, but that's one of the things that she needs to keep in mind when she's yeah. doing her looks. Because that's what this show is. You're a, sh- a showgirl in some cases. And yeah, do I hate it? No, I just, I guess I just wanted a little bit more, more of a focus. Like mm-hmm. you said. The next one up is Yayoi Bowery. Or um, Tampon? <laughs> yes. It might be... <laughs> It might be because I am really uncultured, but I did not understand what this was. I don't get it. I didn't either. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because it's all white. It's just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Like, is it supposed to be a flower or what? I don't, I don't know. There was like something that she ripped up and it looked like, like legs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just. I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, there's like no story to it because because of that. Again, it might be might be my fault for not knowing what this is based on, but I don't like it because of that. <laughs> I think it's part of the show's responsibility to make sure that they are giving us information, and maybe or maybe they wanted to screw them over and have her not. <laughs> have her message not, you know, portrayed or um, understood by the audience because it was confusing. It's a white look for pre-Hispanic. At least it's not a baby doll. (laughs) Baby doll dress. True. And I, I appreciate that she has a style and she, she says when she, when she leaves, Dun, dun, dun. She's the one that leaves. She <laughs> says that she she kind of knows where she gets her inspirations from and what she's trying to do. But even if you know like what inspires you, like she says, I think uh, Japanese culture, she mentions pop culture, she mentions um, fashion. Just because you say all these things doesn't mean that your message is going to come across. Like, yeah, you'll need to make sure that the audience understands it and this, I guess, if you knew what she was portraying, it would make sense. But yeah, like you said, it might be our fault, but it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me. And the outfit wasn't great either. So that's two two strikes. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? It does not. 
The next queen is Winter. Winter. Amazon woman, I guess. Uh, I really liked her attitude and her presence on stage. It's not my favorite look, but I don't think it's bad at all. Um, I think she achieved what she was trying to portray. And I guess, like I said, some sort of like strong woman and leader of some sort of group or something. Man, I I wish I would have studied up on this. (laughs) But I really, I, I like the look though. Lots of details and... Again, I think like the main thing was her just her presence on stage and that she never um, let up. And uh, I think that was the main thing that got across for me. Yeah, I I don't love it either. I can see that she I mean, she has like a like a very drag aesthetic. I don't know if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. but like. It's not new. It's not like she's kind of predictable. Like it's kind of like predictable drag. Like if you if some you give a, a a queen a challenge like this, that's kind of what you expect. And so she did the expected. It was fine. She tried to make like a performance on stage with the um, veneno and toxico, mm-hmm. but it didn't really go anywhere. It was just like cutting up their underwear, and <laughs> she did stay in in like character. So that was good. I want to see her perform because she might be a, a good performer and maybe that's her like her strengths. But it was it was a fine look. It wasn't anything that stood out. Yeah. Um the next one up is Memo Reiri. Um I kind of have the same feeling here. I just think like the whole performance or the the whole act up there on stage just it didn't go anywhere and i think he admits that there was supposed to be some other element where he rips up the heart or something and it never it never materialized um i like the headpiece that's impressive um and like the the feathered necklace but the rest like the rest of the look is just like shreds there's not really anything to it i think maybe if the whole look was all feathered or something would have looked more more cool but as this i I only like from the shoulder up i i'm still trying to figure out what his aesthetic is like where his inspirations like usually you can tell like oh this girl is more like a dancer this this one is more of a fashion this one's more you know campy i still don't know where memo what memo is about and i know it's only been two episodes i mean i want to see i want to like the first diablo look that was a little bit more campy in a way like he came out with like this little silly song but at (laughs) the same time it didn't feel like he thought it was silly so so right so i don't know if it was intentionally campy or not so I, I'm still trying to figure him out. Um, I don't like this look at all. I honestly, I don't. I One, I don't like the color scheme. I think black and red can look, to me, it just looks, it doesn't look the most um, 
I don't know. It's something about it. It reminds me of like Hot Topic or something. <laughs> um, it has to be done correctly. And, and this is just kind of like, no, I don't like it. And then the smoke, the makeup is also kind of like, I don't yeah. get it. So overall, I, I just didn't like it. To me, this was one of my least favorites. The next one up is Regina Bronx. Uh, Regina's look, I think she had good intentions, but it looks really cheap. It looks inflatable, like something you'd buy from the Dollar Tree. At some point, she like, well, she has veneno remove the uh, headpiece that she has. And she has some sort of, I don't know, some back hump. <laughs> uh, but I like the movement of the back hump. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it gave it like another dimension. It was really cool how she was dancing with it. Uh, I have no idea what's under there, but it looked really cool. I don't know what it was supposed to be. Maybe like a cape or something. And it's supposed to give that effect, which... It didn't, but but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, she looks like pre-Hispanic Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Dollar Tree pre-Hispanic <laughs> Nicki Minaj. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I like the colors. Like, I like the colors. And I think this is kind of what Luna should have gone for. Like, something with very colorful to, like, amplify her aesthetic and her love for color. I just don't like the execution. Like you said, I think Yari mentioned it too. Like she said that she needs to use more detail, like use darker colors like black, just to make those lines on the dress and all these little details, like have more dimension because it just looks flat. It reads very flat. The color looks flat. The hair is flat. Also when, he, when they're removing her headpiece, like her wig is almost coming off a little bit. So it was it was an okay look. It just needed a lot more thought put into it. And I I don't dislike it. I like I like her. And I, I think she she presented it well. She sold it well. It's just those details that really make it for me. Because imagine this just like very well, like the the construction of it is a little off, yes. But just imagine it like looking like real armor or like real yeah. whatever material she was trying to portray. It would look yeah. so, so good. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I guess, I don't know, she didn't have enough time or what. But it's just, I just needed more work. And yeah, very Nicki Minaj. I was going to say, speaking of more work, Madison. <laughs> Madison is next. Um, she hasn't <laughs> had any work, just her teeth, according to her. <laughs> Right. Yeah, me too. Um, Another that really committed to the character. And yeah, I I really, I really liked everything she was doing on stage. I think this season, particularly, they're focusing so far, like, they, they're not just walking on stage and walking to the left, walking to the right, and then walking out. They're portraying characters up there and so far i don't know how i feel about that because you know you want the more traditional catwalk thing but it it makes it a little interesting i think the look i don't love the 
the leopard print i don't love the front but the back is really cool i think the back has a lot of texture and i like the movement of it and yeah like when she as she's um doing her thing on on the runway it, it looks really cool yeah I, I i like it more i like her more than the overall look but i like where she was heading I honestly, I don't, I don't like the look. I don't think it meets the challenge. Like maybe, I guess there was leopards in pre-Hispanic. I think, I don't, but I don't think it's supposed to be like a, I think it's supposed to be a human wearing a leopard. Like she like killed it and then now is wearing it. It's like a, like a literal cat suit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This was Coco Chanel. Before Coco Chanel. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I just don't like it. I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm just going to put these fat or like grass in the back and that's it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. And I think most of the girls are doing that. They're just putting feathers on something and they'll call it pre-Hispanic. And <laughs> I guess I, I did like the the fact that she came out and she delivered like a performance kind of runway i just wasn't living for this i i don't know i just feel like it was very like the the hair why a ponytail like wouldn't you be um hiding that if you were i guess i wanted her to go more if you're gonna be like this hunter or something i wanted her to be like more grotesque or dirty or something and play that role of like hunting or whatever um, mm-hmm. and this looks a little bit too clean to be that, but I mean, it is True, dry. Yeah. yeah. I just thought she could have gone further with the look. I, I appreciated her performance, but just the look was a, what's a no for me. Let me see the shoes. I don't know what shoes she's wearing. See if she would have gone like for like her hands were leopard and her feet were leopard, like just go for a full on like deliver and commit to it. I don't know. I would have liked it better, but it was a, it was whatever. Um, the next one up, another animal, stupid drag. Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? I love the puppy. Literally. Um, <laughs> I do. Drag. <laughs> I appreciate what she was doing. I appreciate that she thought outside the box. She could have gone further with it. As far as like the acting goes, and I think the the thing that I like the most is like the makeup and the application of the like the snout and the ears. Um, but I'm definitely not impressed by the actual dress, the look. Um, I think there's an idea there, but it looks like very badly put together. I feel like Mich- Michelle Visage. I just hate those one piece bodysuits that they just wear and that's it like i feel like that's cheating hmm. you need to hide it better i for me i i i read as like she's wearing this bodysuit because she's like an animal right isn't that like her fur uh i don't know I, it doesn't look the same color as her makeup or which is supposed to be like the uh, animal skin or whatever. So I don't yeah. think so. I, I don't know. 
because that's how I saw it. I liked it when it came out. I was like, oh, okay, something very different. Like, and she came out with attitude, and I was like, okay, yes. And I really responded to this. I don't know why. I just I like the the concept. I do think like some of the details could have been more. She could have worked on those details a little bit more. Like I think Yadi mentioned as well as like the makeup, like make those whites pop more because the white in her makeup is not really bright enough so you can see like the 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 bright spots in her face but this is one of the instances where her makeup actually works with the snout because Mm -hmm. her makeup usually goes very like wide and long and it makes her face look weird but with the added snout it kind of goes with it like it makes her look proportionate like it makes her proportion like her face proportions look good so maybe she should always wear a snout i think that <laughs> that would actually work for her makeup that's gonna be the key to her success yeah um i don't know i liked it i thought it was i thought it was i i saw the idea i saw it I, some of the details could have been better but i think overall she did really great and i loved her attitude this week i didn't see any of the for her having issues with the girls i'm glad she didn't let it affect her and she was just she was good. She was really good. Yeah, I appreciated her. The next one up is Miss Taboo. Miss Taboo. Um, a lot of cool details in her dress. The skulls, bones, and um, not on her body, but like the necklace. <laughs> and yeah, I think she looks really cool. I think she's definitely a real witch, just like you mentioned in the last episode, because she pulls this off a little too well. She was doing some sort of witchcraft on stage too, (laughs) um, cursing the other girls, I guess, so that she can win. And yeah, I think I really like this. I think it's in the similar vein to what her Diabla look was last week, like just the feel of it. So I think she definitely knows who she is. And I like that. I think she did very well this week as well. She took the challenge and made it, she made it fit her aesthetic, which is great. And so uh, I really responded to this. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great look, great performance. Um, It does look dirty, which that's what she was going for. It looks like ratty, which is, you know, if she's portraying a character like that, it's good that Mm -hmm. she paid attention to those details and not have like this very like, you know, well-made. I mean, it is well-made, but like like those details, she made sure that complemented the whole look, which, yeah, it's, yeah, which is great. Um, I do hope that she kind of surprises us because this was good. Second week, great. Okay, we get it. You're a witch. Awesome. I might get bored of it further yeah. on in the competition. So hopefully she still keeps that, but like maybe just, you know, just step out of your comfort zone a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, she did great. Um, the next queen is Raga Diamante. That trenza. I love that trenza. Uh, I can't tell what it was made out of, but it looked really cool. Yeah, I think that carried her over and then she had that pregnancy reveal, which I don't, 
I don't think she needed all the other stuff. Like when she walked out, she had like a some sort of vest and all this sparkly, shiny things. Like I don't think she needed all that. I think she could have walked out with just the pregnancy and that could have been a cool moment on its own. Because I think the other stuff looked a little cheap to me. The headdress is really cool. I think the other part was that the headdress did not match in color or in style with the sparkly stuff that she walked out with in the beginning. Like it just seemed like it did not go together. So once she removed it, I think the look is it's simple but much better. And because it, she has a element of being pregnant, it kind of makes up for the simpleness. And she had that snake as well that she she could have played around a little bit more with that the oh i should not say that (laughs) (laughs) um given more life to the snake i guess because when she took it from um veneno's hands like she kind of moved it around a little bit and then that's it and i don't think it needed even that though like i think the pregnancy should have been the focus and that would have been a cool moment but yeah overall really i I really liked it uh, yeah i i liked it as well i th- i like the the reveal better than her first dress like you mm-hmm. i just didn't think the first dress was very it was lit- it, i mean if thank god it was a reveal because if that was a dress i would have been like uh no <laughs> no sis that's not it um but yeah, once she revealed it, I was like, okay, this is actually a great look, a great concept. I still don't get what the snake is doing there. Um, it's just Taylor Swift has to insert herself into everything. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she is, yeah, she's funding this whole thing. Um, I, the only thing I didn't like is the bodysuit because it just doesn't seem like it's her skin. It's yeah. visibly not her skin. And so that threw me off. And I was just like, why? Is she? At first, I literally thought she was just, that was her stomach. I, I honestly thought <laughs> until I they mentioned it. could have it. been a little bit bigger or something. Yes. Yeah, she should have exaggerated it a little bit more. Yeah. And then get something that matches your skin tone. Yeah. Because that definitely, I mean, it takes you out of it. But other than that, I think she did great. She's one of the ones that I'm keeping my eye on. Like, not even because of this runway, but even from the first episode, there's something about her that I I really like. And I think she's very genuine. And I think, I hope that she's going to do very well because I I like her so far. So is this the first ever drag pregnancy reveal? Besides... That one time when Iggy Azalea revealed that she actually has a baby now. Um, for, for real, like, is this a historical moment? Like on a show? I think definitely on a show, but obviously. No. No. They did a pregnant runway. Oh, Milk did a pregnant thing on season six of the RuPaul's Drag Race. Who remembers Milk? <laughs> I don't got Milk. Next one up is Hunty B. Really cool, in my opinion. Like straight out of a comic book. I'm getting like Queen of the Damned vibes. Do you remember that movie? 
yeah with Aaliyah yeah it gives me that kind of feeling um I do wish that Hunty would have used more accessories and I don't know like punched it up a bit because as is like from the shoulder down again it looks like just a bodysuit that's it and there's no details from there and I don't know how this has to do much with the challenge, but it looks cool. <laughs> I guess in pre-Hispanic Mexico, they wore thongs. <laughs> like all the girls were wearing, you know, and they uh, were from bikini. Planet Avatar. <laughs> Blue skin. Yeah, obviously. Um, well, I think she's portraying um, some kind of deity, obviously. Um, I'm surprised that the judges didn't mention to her that she's being more Indian like they did to, we haven't seen her yet, but they did to, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, it starts with Rudy? an F. Oh yeah. D or <laughs> R. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to A, B, C. So Start. yeah, they mentioned it to Rudy. They're like, oh, you're more Indian than a Mexican deity just because she was blue, but they didn't say anything to Hunty. Um, I do agree that it's well-made. It's obviously she's very polished as a queen. I just think, I guess she put the effort in, but she didn't think about how it was going to look from the bottom. Like, why would you do that? I don't get it. Why would you just wear underwear? I honestly don't get it. I don't know why she wouldn't just do like more feathers on the bottom half of her yeah of her it's outfit. just not a not a complete look yeah i don't understand it i really don't understand it and it's it reads a little bit more like you said more comic so in a way it's cool because it's kind of taking like the pre-hispanic theme and doing it like cartoony it's just a shame that she couldn't really. I, I don't want to say put more effort because it looks like it's well made, but just like, I guess thought about it more and really edit it, like Johnny mentioned to them, like you gotta edit and you gotta make sure like all these things are good. So I don't know. It was just kind of like weird to me. Like I like the upper half, and then the rest is just no. The next one. Is Evisa Liosa. So she's kind of like a futuristic witch, I guess. She's trying to, I guess she's trying to eat Mista's lunch, but not quite there. She looks more like Mad Maxi to me than pre Hispanic. I liked her little routine up there and the crushing of the skull that was a little aggressive but i like aggressive <laughs> um and the the look is cool um yeah i mean it's, it looks like a lot of the other ones and a lot of mixed elements not my favorite but i think um she's just safe to me yeah you said it. it's safe it's nothing great it's kind of like like kind of like winter it's just kind of uh what you expect from a uh, a drag queen to do with this theme so and then the shoes were why would you wear pumps with this look she should wear some kind of sandal or something so yeah i mean it was just kind of it was good and 
kind of forgettable. The yeah. the next one is Rudy Reyes. Rudy, I love the colors. And she has a lot of details into this look, but a lot of I think a lot of effort, she a lot of work into it. Like a dragon, like spitting fire or like smoke. Right? Yeah. Um she had a serpent on her back. And uh, it kind of reminds me of that time I was backstabbed by my best friend. Um, <laughs> and I'm not bitter at all, but <laughs> there it is. Now y'all know. Um, but I bet this would photograph like super well. It's just really colorful. And again, like she she put a lot of work into it. She had this water... Um, element to it where she I mean I don't know what the point of that was but it, it looked cool <laughs> uh, oh I guess isn't she like a water goddess or something I think that's what it was and that's probably why she did maybe thing um, but the dragon thing is really cool too the serpent I don't know this I, I really liked it and yeah I think she definitely deserves applause for all the effort I I was really impressed with her. I thought she came out. I was like, whoa, this is a look. It's like a whole performance. It's a whole freaking, like, you can see that she put a lot of work into it. If she did it herself, that's amazing. If she had help, that's still great. Like, she, like a lot of work went into this look. And it looks great. Like it, it, it had smoke coming out of it. Like what? Yeah. yeah. And she's really, she's really surprising me because at first I didn't think she was going to pull these looks. Like she was the girl with the Beyonce bodysuit. And I was like, I was expecting that from, from her, mm-hmm. but she is so much more than I thought. And I'm really, really happy about that. The only thing I do not like about this is that the bodysuit is a little too loose. It looks very wrinkly on her body. So if it was like tighter on her, so it would be so much better. But I mean, she just, to me, she was one of the top queens. She was literally a whole production. It was, it was great. I really, really liked it. And I was surprised. I don't think she was at the top. Mm Mm-mm. No, I think she got some bad feedback, too. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're seeing, but they keep asking these girls to be like, give us more, give us more performance. She comes out with a whole smoke machine and everything, and they're like, oh. But it was blue. We wanted it to be more, like, skin. It's like, oh, what, really? <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> All right. So Raga Diamante wins this week's challenge and is La Mas Prehispanica. Yayoi and Aviesk, who land in the bottom and have to lip sync to Bandido by Ana Barbara. In the end, Ana Barbara chooses Aviesk as the winner of the lip sync. Yayoi is the first queen to be added to the drag altar. I loved Ana Barbara. She was so good. Wow. She, did you notice all the damn um, puns that she was making? She does not lose the opportunity to promo her songs. Yeah. 
she kept throwing those out there one after the other and i was like oh she really does have a lot of songs out there you know <laughs> wow um but yeah she is how old is this lady she looks amazing too i know she came out when we were kids and she still looks good right a lot of energy and it's like a lot of confidence and didn't care if she looks not stupid but if she she kind of outshined the show she took over the 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 show for a moment there um she had everyone dance to her song <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god that um, is amazing i i just i loved her loved her she was the best judge i think so far yeah she was really good now i don't know if they're gonna want to invite her back because again she took over but that can go either way yeah she made the host look like why is she there (laughs) like why why would we have this girl here because she was more of the host than than carla yeah definitely and so yeah we get to the doblaje with so raga raga wins and yeah i think i mean i think there's a a couple of other people that i would have liked as well like we said rudy did really well but i think raga was just more different than anything that you've seen before like it just had a different element to it so i can see why they really liked her yeah she was more she brought a more kind of tender side of herself out and she interpreted the challenge differently and she wasn't just like trying to be fierce and like drag and like wow wow it was like kind of like a whole concept which was cute um the lip sync was very forgettable like it was bad like kind of like always true and abs didn't know the words and she ended up winning which is i know know. yeah apparently supposedly see okay so like we talked about last week they're letting the guest judge decide who goes home and I feel like they're just using that as an excuse for the producers to have someone to be their puppet, I guess. And that way they don't have to mm, Photoshop the little um, face signs that they would pull up for the Masi and the Menos or whatever, whoever they wanted to kick out. Um, so I don't have to use Photoshop for that. And instead, they can just be like, okay, you, Ana Barbara, you're going to eliminate this one. And that's it. Easy peasy. You don't have to edit the whole show around it. Because, yeah, so she decides, yeah, yeah Yoi leaves. Yes. It's kind of weird because they show... Well, never mind. Okay, I guess I get it. They put the points, but the points kind of like just determine the winner and the bottom two and then from the bottom two they lip sync and then the guest chooses who goes um it's very i think disrespectful to the girls to have somebody who is just coming in for the week to be the one to decide their fate because they haven't seen their progress through the competition 
So I think it's very unfair to them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Unfair to them and unfair to the guests to put that much weight to their opinion. Yes, for sure. Overall, I I liked Yayoi's performance better. So I don't know what the 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 producers were thinking there. Maybe they see just better looks coming from AVS, so they, so they want to keep her around. But as a performance, I I liked Yayoi better in the lip sync. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, um, I did want to. I th- I remember Johnny kind of getting mad at the girls for last week where they performed their own songs and they're like, and he's all like, I don't mm-hmm. want to hear anybody sing about being la mas perra, being like the most this and can you drag queen sing about something else or something? And then we have Yari's music. Dame dinerita, dame dinerita, dame. <laughs> She's probably being like sitting there just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, she's getting those streams, so I'm sure she's fine. She can take a little criticism as she's smiling to the bank. Yeah, it's drag. Like, what the hell, Johnny? But that's it. I don't think I have anything else for this episode. I just love Ana Barba. I want her to come back. I don't think they can afford her, so she probably won't be back. But (laughs) I loved her. Yeah, she was really fun. Definitely the highlight of the episode. All right. Anything else you want to say before we close this down? Just look forward to the next episode. Yes. We don't know what's going to be. They never show trailers, which it's kind of interesting. Yeah. They never show what's going to be next. Um, but I, I, that keeps it, I guess, exciting. But yeah, that is it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Where can they find you on social media? You can follow me at Hello Braulio, H E L O B R A U L I O, and follow the podcast at Guinness Lamas on Instagram, where we will post post the looks of the week, and we have the email Guinness Lamas Podcast at gmail.com where you can send us any comments questions anything any hate mail we'll take anything um and don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast um it definitely helps us a lot to get the word out and where can they find you yee you can find me on Instagram at yes it's yee that's y e s i t s y i y i Again, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast and us recapping the show live. The first time we've done it, so it's exciting. And we're still trying to work out this when we're going to release it. So hopefully you have this episode sooner than last week's. And yeah, other than that, thank you again. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Tampon?